0: A year ago, I did an episode called Moving to Florida in 2020, and boy, did a lot of you move here. This year, I wanted to expand on that episode and give all of you who are looking to move here in 2021 some new information and updates. Hey everybody, Melanie Atkinson, Realtor with Smith & Associates here in beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida. And today I'm talking to all of you out here who are thinking about moving to the Sunshine State in 2021. This episode is going to be building on information that I gave last year in the episode called Moving to Florida in 2020. I didn't wanna repeat all the same information, but I do want you guys to check that one out if you haven't seen it yet. This episode is going to give us lots of great updates for all the challenges that are coming at us in 2021. And while you're at it, if you are enjoying those episodes, please do me a big favor and hit that subscribe button. 2020 has been a game changer for a lot of people and it's been fascinating from a real estate perspective we have seen record sales months rock bottom interest rates low inventory multiple offer situations and buyers buying sight unseen it's been crazy it has become more important than ever if you're planning on moving in 2021 to get all of your ducks in a row and get the help of a team of professionals to help you with that move Today I'm going to talk about the real estate side of that, I'm also going to have a chat with Maria Rodriguez, an insurance agent that you guys met in a previous video, and talk with Patrick Storch, a lender you met in a previous video, so they can give you guys updates on those two fronts. So let's get started. First, a reality check. Prices in Florida have gone up this year a lot. How much? Well, at the end of the third quarter, the median price for single-family homes in the state of Florida had gone up 13% from the same time last year. Now, that isn't true for every house in every neighborhood. Real estate is very local. Some areas have gone up more, and other areas have not gone up too much at all. The desirability of the area that you are looking in and the inventory will have a lot to do with how much those prices have increased this year. And do I think those prices will continue to go up in 2021? Yes, I do, and I'll tell you why. More people than ever are looking to move to the state of Florida. Not only is it a really beautiful and great place to live, but people are tired of paying state income taxes, which we don't have here in Florida. Further, a lot of people's jobs have gone remote, so they can choose to live anywhere they want, and they're choosing Florida. The inventory of homes for sale is already super low. Combine that with more out-of-town buyers, builders not being able to keep up with the demand, and already super low interest rates, you end up with price increases. It's simple supply and demand. If you want to dive deeper into this topic, check out a video I did a couple of months ago called Housing Market, What Will Happen to Home Prices? I can tell you, being on the ground floor in Tampa Bay Area real estate, I can't foresee a law and demand anytime soon. I get so many phone calls from those of you who are looking to move out of state, and I just don't see our inventory increasing dramatically this next year. Current homeowners don't really have a lot of motivation to move because they don't have anywhere to move to. Therefore, we aren't seeing a lot of resale homes coming onto the market. And new home builders are doing their best to keep up with demand, but they can only build so fast. So what does this mean if you're looking to move to Florida in 2021? It means that you need to start your search sooner and you need to be more flexible. For example, if you're planning to move next summer and you're not familiar with the area that you're going to be moving to, then you need to start planning those neighborhood area searching trips sooner. January, February would be great. You need to figure out where you want to move. So that way you can keep track of the inventory coming on and off the market while you're back in your home state. And if something does come on the market that checks all of the boxes, don't be afraid to make an offer on it and put it under contract, even if you're not planning on moving for a couple of months. There is no guarantee that there will be inventory that you like at the exact time that you want to move. So grab it when you can. And if you're looking to build a new construction home you may be out of luck with certain builders if you're looking to move in before the start of the 2021 school year i just had buyers in town in early november and the estimated completion date for their beautiful new starkey ranch home is the end of july and keep in mind that school starts here in florida really early in august most builders are between 8 and 12 months for new construction So you may need to find some temporary housing if you are looking to build from scratch, and that is your time frame. However, you may also be able to find a builder with some inventory homes. Inventory homes are homes that are already started by the builder. You don't really get to personalize them much, but you can move in quicker. And don't forget about those resale homes. Sometimes you can get a great deal on a house that's only a couple years old. If you have a house to sell in your current state, you need to start prepping that house now. Talk to a realtor in your hometown and get tips on how to prepare your house for a quick, easy, and profitable sale. You are also going to need to get in touch with a lender so you can see how much you can afford. Now, having a good relationship with a lender is more important than ever, especially in a multiple offer situation. You definitely don't wanna go house hunting without a pre-approval letter. To talk more about lending in 2021, I wanted to bring in a lender partner of mine, Patrick Storch, with The Mortgage Firm, to give us some tips and updates. Obviously, we we know what they've done this year. Let's talk about what you think is going to happen for 2021 in regards to interest rates.
1: Great question. And if I had that crystal ball, I would love to tell everybody uh, the real answer. But with all the uncertainty with the coronavirus, with the election, with Um, now we're getting into the holiday season, shopping, not shopping. So there's a lot of dynamics going into this, but in the grand scheme of things, we believe and feel that interest rates are going to stay low. Now what's low to you and what's low to me. Okay. So that's the big question here. To me, anything under 5% is low because I've been in it when they were
0: 10%. I agree. Yes.
1: We're in the mid to high twos right now, which is historically
0: incredible. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. If we go into the threes, is it okay? Probably, you know, Um, inventory with homes back in the heyday or back when it was, you know, in 2005, six, seven, there was um, the the people that were buying houses were buying the houses to flip the houses. Right. Well, now 90%, 95% of our clients are the end users. They're right. buying it to live in the house. Interest rates are low. They're buying it at a payment that they can afford. Where beforehand it was the reverse—you know, right. high price, high interest rates. Investors, when things happen, they couldn't afford the house anymore. So yes, we, we feel uh, yes, that remember it's going to well. be yeah that it's we're going to so, be okay. With you.
0: Yeah, so th- you touched on a really great point. Interest rates. Um, to, to us and who have worked in the business for a long time, under 5%. Historically, that's crazy low. So people shouldn't be upset by that. But your buying power does significantly change every point that interest rates rise. So we do see people nowadays trying to get these low interest rates. So if they go up a point and say they're in the the low threes or the, the mid threes, low fours, Um, They're still getting historically a great interest rate, but their buying power is going to go down, which could, do you see it going up that high, that fast? What would make it go up that fast?
1: I mean, jobs coming back. Okay. So I think there was 5 million unemployment. I don't remember the exact number. So once that starts coming back around, then the stock markets, all the uh, investors the economy is doing better. So do we need to keep the rates that low? And then rates can start creeping up a little bit. But as far as the and or if there was more inventory um, on the market, which I don't see that going away right now. Because of the virus, people are coming to Florida more.
0: Yes. Half of my videos now are about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so that's what we're seeing. Most of my clients are from California, New York, not most of them, but a lot of them. And they're moving to Florida. It's a great place to be. The tax laws, uh, you know, no state income tax. We have homestead exemption. Right. So it's a great place. Yes, we have hurricanes, but we get plenty of notice. Um, (laughs) So...
0: You know, it's not like, yeah, that's kind of the least of our concerns, especially now going into the winter months. Um, so about the loan process in general, so because we have multiple offer situations here, are you seeing any issues with appraisals because prices are going up pretty quickly? What what issues are you seeing right now with those?
1: Well, that's a great question because I'm dealing with it every single day. The fact that, the uh, uh, and, and I tell people we're tired of writing pre-approval letters for our clients because it's like 10 of them, 12 of them. Yep. Um, and then they don't get the house and it's again. So we're seeing that people are actually paying over asking price. Mm-hmm. We're seeing people are doing no appraisal contingencies. Um, I don't know the terminology, but it's, uh, if it goes over a certain amount, then their offer kicks back. Escalation
0: in. clauses. Escalation
1: mm-hmm. calls. we're seeing that. now. With that said, we're seeing a lot of cash buyers. Okay. Okay. So the cash buyers, you don't need an appraisal. So whatever that- You also don't need a loan. You don't need a loan, right? (laughs) So whenever you buy that house for the price or over asking price, you now just set the bar for the next individual when we do an appraisal on the property that there's a comp.
0: Right. So we need those cash buyers to pay a lot for houses in order to allow people trying to get loans to pay a lot for houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of sort of. Or people who are willing to pay the difference. So, so let's talk a little bit about what happens when your appraisal comes in low and mm-hmm. say the, the seller is not willing to lower the price. What happens to a buyer? What do they have to do then if they still want the house? So,
1: yeah, we deal with that too. So a lot of times we're not seeing the appraisal, we're either seeing the appraisal like 50, 100 grand low, which means it was really overpriced or not far off. Right. Okay. And so at that point, it's renegotiating back with the sellers. Hey, are you going to drop the price? If they say no, then we have our buyers that uh, will have to bring that extra money to closing, depending on how much they put down as a down payment. Okay. So if it's five, 10 grand and it's your dream home, you're on your 13th offer and you got this one and it's just, you got to bring a little bit of extra money to closing. Hey, bring a little extra money to closing, uh, get your dream home, be happy instead of having to start the process all over again.
0: Right. So that's great for people that that can do that. Obviously, as we both know, there's a lot of people that don't have that extra cash um, to do that. So that becomes a renegotiation thing yes. and then possibly moving on to the next house. For people that are moving in 2021, we already are expecting there to be a lot of multiple offer situations. So how can you, as a lender, help in that situation?
1: I love that. I make these calls all the time. So The biggest thing for real estate agents to, you know, to do is to make sure that their borrowers are not pre-qualified. They have to be pre-approved. Okay. That means that we have your pay stubs, W-2s, bank statements, tax returns. I mean, a complete file. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. When you're in a multiple bid situation, you let me know. I will call the listing agent or the seller, whoever. And I will say, hey, you've got an offer coming in.
0: Sorry. And that
1: offer is um, a very, very, very strong offer. I have seen their pay stubs, twos, bank statements, tax returns. Our credit scores are super high, and the debt to income is really, really low. I will do the best that I can to sell you, your client, on um, getting that. And I'll tell you right now, it works.
0: It period. definitely does. Just, yes. Yeah.
1: Just won one uh, Friday and I won one Saturday by doing that. So
0: I won one. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it well, must I feel mean, like a big accomplishment though. Cause you're right. People will make offers on, on so many houses and they don't get them. So yeah, it does feel like a win as an agent, as a lender, as a, obviously the buyer too. But
1: well, what I find out also is sometimes the listing agent will tip their hat to me where mm-hmm. they won't tip their hat to the other agent And they'll say, Yeah, your buyer's really strong, but we have an offer of five grand more or something. Mm -hmm. And then I can go, Okay, thanks. And then Uh, I can go back to my agent and say, Hey, listen, I just heard that. Just bump up your offer a little bit or take away those closing costs, and I think you can get it.
0: So I gotcha. So kill, those, so little, those agents are a little bit more forthcoming with information than they are with us sometimes. That makes total sense. Well, is there anything else in 2020, 2020, 2020, 2021, that you are concerned about or want us to keep an eye out for?
1: If you're looking to purchase a home or refinance, don't wait for the rates to drop another eighth or a quarter percent. Don't you know that you're never going to time it perfectly? I can never pick the shortest line in the grocery store, Mm -hmm. it's just not going to happen. So, if you're on the fence, now is the good time, the best time to do it because we have clients that I'm comparing their rent to the new house payment, and the house payment is in some cases lower than what they're paying now. Right now, we are also recommending don't necessarily do that 15 year mortgage, do the 30 year mortgage, take the lower payment. You never know when there's a pandemic that might hit us, right? <laughs> Exactly, And you need lower payments, and then you can always pay extra on exactly. your mortgage later on.
0: I tell people that all the time. Yeah, I think it's a super smart thing to do as opposed to being obligated to paying that 15-year Correct. payment all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, you can pay it off just like you do a 15-year. Okay, well, thank you so much, Patrick, sure. for your time today. If anybody has any questions for Patrick, go ahead and drop them in the comment section. And if we get enough, and we'll do a, a full uh, video with Patrick later on in the year, and if I mean heck, if anything comes up like it did in 2020, we'll go ahead and do mm-hmm. that anyway. But Sounds thank you so good. much. His information will thank be you. in in the uh, description of the video. Thanks right. so much, Patrick. Have a good thank day. Thank you. Bye. Another important topic in regards to moving to Florida are the insurance changes that happened in 2020 and will continue in 2021. To give us updates on these important topics, I'm going to chat with Maria Rodriguez. So Maria, we had a lot of changes in flood maps this year. So can you explain what happened this year with our flood maps?
2: Okay. FEMA has reevaluated all the flood maps throughout the United States. um, It it was just time. The more you build, things change. So FEMA throughout the United States changed the flood maps. And it was Florida's turn.
0: Florida's turn. Yay. Yay for us in 2020. So that means that people that maybe weren't in specific flood zones before are now in flood zones.
2: Correct. And even some that had already been in a flood zone, it changed a lot. Some changed from an A to a V, which is even more hazardous because of the wind velocity.
0: Right. Okay. So that means that those people are going to be paying more now for flood insurance. So if you're buying in 2020, what do we need to keep in mind?
2: Keep in mind that um, not all homes were built up when that home was constructed because it was not required by code. Uh, If somebody were to build a home today, it would have to be built up above base flood. Right. So the lower the house, the higher the flood insurance.
0: Right. And we can't necessarily take what the seller is saying as their flood zone yeah. because so many of them have changed Correct. so we need and to have you do what
2: pull a flood zone determination and if the seller has a current flood policy active we could take it to fema and and negotiate or get an approval to get it grandfathered in okay so we have options but it it's a a process. It takes time. So the sooner this process starts, the better. Even if the listing agent could get this going, um, talk to your seller, Melanie, and say, hey, let's let's, uh, check the flood and make sure. This way we could have it in place when the buyer comes in, they could grandfather it in.
0: Yeah, that's great. So the other thing, my homeowner's insurance went up significantly this year. Mine too. <laughs> I know. So why is that happening? What is okay. what is the story? I'm very frustrated. All right.
2: Well, just to give you a little back data, uh, in 2019, we had 409 natural disasters.
0: In the state of Florida?
2: Nope. And through, throughout the whole country.
0: Okay. Whole country.
2: Okay. The whole country. Just to give you an idea, just Hurricane Irma, n- n- just one hurricane. Um, Florida paid over $20 billion out in claims,
0: just okay. Florida. Well, Irma was 2017. So this is all coming back now. It's
2: it, Well, by the time they're closing the claims and they're getting their totals, their numbers. Okay. So the, and in fact, the insurance commissioner had not given approval for all these rate increases until now. Okay. So, so this year we got we had the pleasure of getting approvals for 17, 18, and 19. Yay, 2020. Yes. So some <laughs> companies have taken three rate increases. Others have not, but most of them. Uh, and then what also comes into play is the reinsurance markets. Uh, because we have they're the companies that reinsure the insurance company in case they have more than one catastrophe just to make sure that th- they have backing so, so it's insurance
0: on t- for insurance
2: exactly <laughs> if you google reinsurance companies you'll get more than you ever want to read it's a you know good read to sleep so right but uh, we, it's a necessary evil yeah. that we need especially in Florida
0: of course, because lenders need their their asset protected. Um, and so do we, obviously, as homeowners. So um, let's talk about roofs. There's been a lot of people that have gotten new roofs mm-hmm. from hail damage. What is that doing to the people who have Tell not gotten new roofs? And just give me a little bit of background on that, because it's getting frustrating here.
2: We have over 10 companies this last, since I would say since May, they have Change their underwriting guidelines, and now they will only accept roofs 10 years or newer.
0: They 10 years not, or newer.
2: Yeah, they will not write or allow us to bind coverage unless that roof has 10 years of age or newer.
0: I mean, Before, 10 years of age is halfway through a roof's lifetime. Yeah. So, so if you have years. to go to a secondary company, is it going to cost you more? It could cost you
2: more, or they'll... Some are offering you actual cash values on the roof and they'll prorate. If you have a claim, they'll prorate it and give you, you know, just a portion of it uh, and not replace the whole thing. Um,
0: Well, let's give everyone some background on here. What was happening with roofs?
2: We had, in fact, there was several arrests. Uh, They call themselves the storm chasers. So if there was hail in anywhere in a subdivision, they would, you know, get right out there and start knocking on doors, and tell them that if their roof was damaged by hail, uh thirty percent or more, the insurance company would have to um replace the roof. Well, the insurance companies have engineers and they they research the matter, and they can tell if it's wear and tear, maintenance um, they, I mean you have to see how detailed these reports get because they have to bring people on staff because there were so many fraudulent cases.
0: Right. So, but a lot of them were paid out. Yes. And now they're starting, yeah, Yeah. just like the sinkholes. Right, exactly. Which is why none of us have sinkhole coverage anymore. So, so for a a regular homeowner and buyer, um, should they be afraid of buying a house that's over 10 years old? You still have coverage that you can get.
2: Oh, definitely you do. And, and you, you know, you have different options. Um, I still do have companies that will go up to 20 years, uh, with a life expectancy. They want to make sure that roof is secure because insurance is for sudden and accidental events, not home maintenance.
0: Of course. Of course.
2: A lot of people forget that. Um, Mm -hmm. and they just want to file a claim because they need a new roof and let's let the insurance I've been paying for years, but then we all end up paying for it.
0: Exactly, exactly. So is there anything else on the horizon insurance-wise that you're concerned about in 2021? No. Anything car insurance-wise or anything?
2: uh, No, I'm really not. Just that, you know, we have to, you have to have a relationship with your agents and make sure you look at your policies and and get to know your agents. Um, Mm -hmm. I've spoken to more of my clients this year. Um, You know, we have a threshold in the office. We have a department that we shop. Um, to see if we could do something better, move a client. Um, and uh, and then, too, lifestyle changes. Um, right. It's amazing if they bring in a, a lot of people have brought in uh, people to sublease or rent a room or a, a detached apartment, stuff like that. I've seen a lot of that or businesses in the house. Right. Um, so all of that. You just need to have a relationship with your insurance agent that you could email, call, and just do a quick review, especially coming up in 2021.
0: Right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Maria, for that quick update. And again, if you want more information on Florida home insurance, I did a video with Maria that's much longer than this. Um, A couple months back, you can look through the library and find that. Um, Thanks so much, Maria. Have fun. Have a good rest of your year. Take care, stay safe. Bye-bye. I am excited to welcome new residents to the state of Florida and to the city of Tampa in 2021. I do think it's going to be a fast-paced and busy year, but I am ready to help any of you who are looking to buy or sell in the Tampa Bay area. Please get started early and reach out soon if your plans are to move in 2021. You've been listening to the Melanie Loves Tampa Bay podcast experience. Thank you for your support. Consider subscribing if you want to learn about real estate, homeownership, or living in the Tampa Bay area. You can also follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in my show notes. Or visit my website, melanielovestampabay.com. See you in the next episode. With love, Melanie.